Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Pardon the interruption, but I'm Mike Wilbon. I flew from Arizona to Los Angeles for today's show. Tony Kornheiser, I have switched locations as well. I went about three inches to the right. That's what I am. Well, I might have been three inches to the left on a map, but not in real life. Right. That's right. But you know, you like L.A., right? You like like going to L.A. I love the West. I'm a Western guy, Tone. I-5. Wait, wait. I thought you were a Midwestern guy. I thought you were a Midwestern guy. Now you're out of the Midwest? Love the West. Love the West. Welcome to PTI, boys and girls. In today's episode, Deshaun Watson's out for the season. College football playoff rankings have a new number one. And James Harden and the Clippers go down again. But we begin today with Draymond Green choking Ruby Gobert last night and getting tossed from a game the Warriors eventually lost at home to the Timberwolves 104-101. Green wasn't the only Warrior ejected. Klay Thompson was asked to leave for skirmishing with Jaden McDaniels just a minute 40 into the game, and Steph Curry didn't even play. So the Warriors had nothing. Wilbon, how should the league handle Draymond? Well, Tony, the league has got to look at the Draymond situation from a number of different perspectives, angles, if you will. And one of them, as I know you agree with me, is recidivism. I mean, Draymond Green is a great player. He's one of the all-time great defensive players in the NBA. He's going to the Hall of Fame. He's got four championship rings. He's essential to what they do. Their personality is largely set by Draymond Green. Having said all that, he's involved in all these dust-ups. And when we last were paying real attention to the Warriors, they were playing the Sacramento Kings in a series, and Draymond stepped on Sabonis' chest. I mean, you know, he got suspended for that. There's... They're going to give him two to three games is my position. That's what the league will do. They could go north of five based on past history alone. And you can't have this. And the league talks about player safety and they talk about cleaning up the game and they don't want it to look like the 80s. I'm fine with it looking like the 80s. Draymond would have fit great in the 80s. But they don't want this. And if that's the case, they could send a strong message. I don't think the league will do that, even though it could and probably should. So I have three theories, three theories as to why Draymond Green did this. The first theory is that he looked at the Minnesota Timberwolves and he understands they're a lot better this year than last year. He sees them as a possible playoff foe for the Warriors and he wanted to let him know it's not going to be easy beating us. My second theory is that he looked at Klay Thompson getting in this pawing match with a lesser player and McDaniels and getting tossed out. And he said to Klay, I've got you back. And my third theory is he simply hates Rudy Gobert. And I understand that after what Rudy (laughs) Gobert said afterwards in his post-game analysis where he said, hey, here's the deal with Graymond Green. When Steph Curry doesn't want to play, he doesn't want to be out there, so he looks to get out. My feeling is that, that as I step back from the situation, that if I'm Steve Kerr, I am very happy he choked someone on another team and not on my team, like (laughs) last year when he punched out Jordan Poole. So I'm happy for that. As you know, Mike, and I'll make this brief, I'm a sucker for Draymond Green. 
Yeah, I think to too. win, you need players like this. You need an enforcer. You don't need four or five because that's over one. the threshold. One you need one. one. Yep. But if I'm Adam Silver, and this happened 10 games into the season, I'm mm. asking, do I have a Draymond Green problem again? So I'm going to sit him down for three, and then when he does it again, and he will, I'm going to sit him down for five to eight. That's how I look yeah. at it. Uh, Tony, that, that's, that's pretty measured, and it, it could happen that way. Here, I'm give you one last possibility before we move on. Is it possible sure. that the Warriors, the frustration, there's a lashing out because they're not what they want to be? And they got plenty of time to get to where they want to be. But they're not there now. And you look at a loaded Western Conference with the Warriors at 6-6. Six and six, I think they've won one game at home. And they look at Minnesota and they go, yeah, well. And Minnesota's looking at them. Anthony Edwards is looking at them. And he's saying, I got you. Now, he may not. I mean, Steph Curry's still on the other side. Steph Curry's the greatest player in the equation. But Anthony Edwards is a problem, even for a team like Golden State. And maybe the Warriors... Since that, maybe I'm just I'm just saying. I, I thought I said Let's that in my the first theory about Draymond NFL. Green. Yeah, but I'm 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 narrowing it down to Anthony Edwards. That's who I'm getting at. Oh, okay. The right. NFL. The Browns have lost quarterback Deshaun Watson for the rest of the season. Watson suffered a bone fracture in his throwing shoulder in the first half of the Browns' big win over the Ravens Sunday. Watson went 14 for 14 in the second half. Says he wanted to keep pushing through the pain. But doctors say he will risk significant further injury without surgery now. Tone, where does this leave the Brownies? Honestly, I think where it leaves the Browns is what I would call the karma payback box. I've never understood how the Cleveland owners could give Deshaun Watson that kind of guaranteed contract where was all of those accusations of sexual misconduct by all of those massage therapists. But let me give Watson credit for football, what he did the other day, because he had the greatest half that he's had since he went to Cleveland, and he did it on the road against a good team, Baltimore. 14 of 14 in the second half, 7 of 7 in the fourth quarter, leads them on the drive that ends up with them winning on the field goal. They are 5-1 and one this year when he starts, and Mike, honestly, I think Cleveland's the biggest surprise in the league. I think that's over Pittsburgh and over Houston. I think Cleveland has been that good. But here's where it leaves him right now. Here's their next quarterback, all right? He's Dorian Thompson-Robinson. He's a rookie out of UCLA. And behind him is P.J. Walker, who is a veteran of no particular consequence to this point. Together this year so far, Mike, they have one touchdown pass and eight interceptions, and they're completing fewer than 50% of their passes. So if I had any advice with the game coming up against Pittsburgh, it would be bet the under, kids. Because they're not going to score. Cleveland's not going to score, and Pittsburgh doesn't score. They score 17 a game. They're 25th in the league. Well, sort of where it leaves Cleveland is out to me. Because you, you've, you're not going to be any better than your quarterback. And that's how I initially feel. My knee-jerk reaction is that. And then I think about Josh Dobbs in Minnesota – and you would say the same thing if you hadn't just had these fairy tale things that happen with him that he leads every week. Now, is that likely to pop up as well in Cleveland? It's not likely, Tony. And, and, no. and you know, no. they've, paid, they've paid so much money for that quarterback, guaranteed money, as you point out, 250 Ooh. plus million dollars or about 250, that 
there are other positions on the team that they can't even shore up. Now, that defense has been so great that yep. moderate quarterback play from a veteran who understands how to play, and Deshaun Watson does know how to play. Plus, that defense could equal not just getting to the playoffs, but a run in the playoffs. Now, in that division that I think is the best no. division in football, I don't know that I can see right. Cleveland getting to the playoffs no. without Deshaun Watson. The latest college football playoff rankings came out last night, and while much of the first eight remained in place, there was a change at the top. Georgia surpassed Ohio State, likely because of the way they hammered Mississippi, which came into the game at number nine. Wilbon, do you have any issue with what the committee did or did not do with this week's rankings? No, I have no issues. the, the, The committee rankings are basically irrelevant right now. They're just not relevant. You're going to put those four teams at the top unless you want to put Washington ahead of Florida State, which I would do. I I mean, I test. I just think Washington is a better team than Florida State. So I would do that. But I'm not touching the first three teams. I'm not doing that. They're going to stay as they are. I don't care what order they're in. If they win, now they can't win out Ohio State and Michigan. But those are my three teams until somebody loses, Tony. So – whether it's Georgia or Ohio State or Michigan at the top, I, I, I'm not going to get overly excited about that. I'm not going to have some phony hot take. Are you stressed about the order of those teams at this point based well, on I last am, night's I am, revelation? I am to some degree. Yeah, and I said this yesterday um, when we did the Sports Center segment. Yeah, in this regard, I don't think they went far enough. I definitely would have put Georgia ahead of Ohio State, and I would have put Washington ahead of Florida State. Look, when the rankings first came out, they made a big deal about strength of schedule, and I agreed with it. And they said Ohio State had played the hardest schedule among the unbeatens. And they'd beaten Penn State, and they'd beaten Notre Dame. Well, those wins are slightly devalued now, as Penn State has two losses and Notre Dame has three. Georgia, in the interim, beat Missouri, and they walloped Ole Miss. Okay, then Missouri walloped Tennessee, and now they're number nine. And Ole Miss has dropped only to number 13, whereas Penn State is 12 and Notre Dame is 19. So do the math. And my case for Washington is similar. They beat number six, Oregon. They beat number 22, Utah. And they beat USC when USC was ranked. Florida State has a win, a nice win, over LSU, which is number 15. But the strength of schedule to me favors Washington. And you know what, Mike? I think the Pac-12, even in its dying gasp year, is better than the ACC. And I don't see how Florida State gets further help if they're playing three and seven North Alabama and five and five Florida. Whereas if Washington beats number 11, Oregon State, you gotta move them, Mike. You you gotta. You can move them next week. It's okay. You can move them next week and we can see about that. But, But Washington's got a tough game. Washington's got yes. a difficult game that is no guarantee to win. So Washington just That's better right. win and hold on, not slip, certainly not out of number five, because that would be a disaster. But, you know, the committee, you know, you could have made this vote in your sleep. You really could have. Let's take a break. Coming up, what's the word for last night's matchup between Victor Wembanyama and Chet Holmgren? And was Luca right to complain about the colors on the Pelicans' court last night? They're in-season tournament court. Phony junk. I still- Pardon the interruption is presented by Bullet Frontier Whiskey. Please drink responsibly. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? 
You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about Electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C ebikes.com. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. You are watching Pardon the Interruption, presented by Bullet, part of Happy Hour. You all know that when I wear this jacket, Wilbon and I are about to get down and wordy. What's first? Last night's matchup between Victor Wembanyama and Chet Holmgren was blank. My word is underwhelming. These are great prospects. Wembanyama in particular is said to be revolutionary. It just felt like the great hype machine busted a gasket last night. Here's Wembanyama, the overall number one pick in the most recent draft. He shoots four of 15, which stinks. He gets 14 rebounds in 28 minutes, which is fine. But when he's out on the floor, he's minus 30, and he had five turnovers. Here's Holmgren, who in the previous draft was the overall number two pick. He shot three of 10. That stinks. His line was he had 9.7 rebounds and one block in 30 minutes. Yeah, 30 minutes, which is a nice line that anybody can get, Mike. And by anybody, I mean a seventh man or an eighth man or a ninth man, right? Now he wins because they won the game and he's plus during the game. I just hope, and they're going to meet a lot more times, obviously. They're in the same conference, but I hope it's better than this. Tony, the matchup is futuristic because that's what you're looking for. Not last night, I told you the other game was going to be better last night, and it was. We'll get to it. But, Tony, these two, first of all, don't like each other very much, going back to some games when they were 15, 16 years old, which is kind of cool. Tony, Oklahoma City in two years, when Wimbanyama's still trying to figure it out and, 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 and San Antonio's still trying to put pieces together around him and he's getting better, Oklahoma City may be the favorite in the Western Conference to win the conference, and get to the finals. That's how good Oklahoma City is going to be. And Chet Holmgren is at the center of that. He doesn't need to average 25, 30 points a game like Wimbanyana's going to. He can average 15 points a game, 14 points a game, and he can average nearly double-digit rebounds and block shots and change the way the game is operating in the middle for his team. It's futuristic, 
but Chet Holmgren is going to be way ahead for the next couple of years. It was garbage last night. What's next? Luca was blank to complain about last night's court after a loss to the Pelicans. He was correct. Now, it may be whiny, and he had a terrible game. He was, what are the numbers, 5 of 16 shooting with eight turnovers. That stinks for him. But did you see that court? It was like green, and it was purple, and it's nothing. This is for the in-season tournament. I understand that. They want to make it visually attractive to someone else's idea of what's visually attractive. But to me, they're playing on courts they never practice on, they never play on, it's different. This is total marketing stuff, so I can't imagine you're happy Uh-oh. with it. Be and what, careful. what I'm saying to you, what I'm saying to you is that if you could rid yourself of your prejudices against Luca, who I know you've said on this show is immature and whiny and selfish, I think you would agree that that court doesn't work. And I think 95% of the players would say the same thing. Luca was being Luca to complain about the court. That's what he does. Luca is a petulant little dude. And that he is two things, Tony. More than one thing can be true. He's a great, 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 great player. Okay? First team all NBA, although that may be changing. And he's also petulant. He's gonna complain about the refereeing. He's gonna be like this. The play is going the other way. The other team's getting layup, and he's screaming at the official. That's what Luca does. All right. Is he right? But, is he right? Tony, Tony, the courts, some of these courts are awful. One of the courts they couldn't use because the three-point line was mismeasured. It was inaccurately measured and they couldn't use the court. Another one of the courts they thought was too dangerous. I don't know why the paint job shouldn't make it dangerous. The Bulls court is so weird red. It's like the same color as the basketball. You can't see it. A couple of these courts are okay. It is the marketing people. The marketing people have gotten a stranglehold on the NBA, and nobody seems to have the cojones to tell the marketing people to get the hell out of the building and turn in your playbook. That's the final word, playbook. Let's take one last break. Still to come, James Harden and the Clippers lose again. And the Celtics and Sixers, they're going to duel again tonight. I, I mean, can't courts, imagine players you know, like playing on these courts. I they can't do. They love they it. Do. They love everything about it. They bought the whole in-season tournament hook, line, and sinker. They're young. They love it. You and I are old. We hate it. That's, that's the breakdown. That's your hot take. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. 
ConstantContact.com. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Pardon the Interruption is presented by Bullet Frontier Whiskey. Please drink responsibly. Part of happy hour. Happy time, people. Happy 31st birthday, Trevor Story. Middle infielder came over to the Red Sox two years ago as a free agent for six years, $140 million. Story left Colorado, where he was a two-time Silver Slugger and a two-time All-Star. In six seasons with the Rockies, Story batted 272 with 158 home runs and 450 RBI. But since arriving in Boston, Story's been hurt. Played 94 games in 2022, missing time after being hit on the hand and then with a heel contusion. This past season, an elbow operation limited Story to just 43 games. So in Boston, he has 19 homers and 80 RBI. Story's descent mirrors the Red Sox, who have now finished under 500 and last in the American League East both years, which is why they have a new GM. Tony, it's amazing how guys leave places where they're highly successful when they're younger. This reminds me of, of Chris Bryant, who winds up, you know, being the MVP of a team that wins the World Series. He, he winds up in Colorado and can't get on the field. I don't know who's played fewer games. Chris Bryant, again, a National League MVP, or Trevor Story. These guys are too good at too young an age to just disappear, but they sort of have. Happy anniversary, Buster Posey. On this day, 13 years ago, the Giants' phenom catcher was named National League Rookie of the Year. Two years later, Posey was named the NL MVP. In all, Posey was a seven-time All-Star, five-time Silver Slugger, twice named Comeback Player of the Year. Ultimately, Posey was on three World Series winners with the Giants, the cornerstone of his clear Hall of Fame career. Retired two years ago at just 34 after suffering enough injuries that baseball instituted the Buster Posey rule to prevent catchers from being run over. Posey said he was at peace retiring. He's now part of the Giants' ownership group and believed to be influential in the direction of the team. Tony, I saw Buster Posey not too long ago here in California, up north. Uh, at Steph Curry's, Steph and Aisha's charity event. And I, I said to him, no, you're too young. You need to be on the field. And he said he, he loves his life. He's involved in all kinds of philanthropic events, charitable things in Northern California, probably throughout the state and elsewhere. Playing some golf looks great. Good for him. Good for Buster Posey. Happy trails to the Clippers. Three of them. Happy trails to the Clippers again. By virtue of losing by three points at Denver last night, the Clippers have now lost six games in a row and five in a row since James Harden started playing with them. The Clippers actually had a chance to send the game into overtime, but Paul George's shot wedged between the backboard and the rim with 5.3 seconds to play. Denver won the ensuing jump ball, ran out the clock. George had 35 points, but complained about the officials calling them, quote, awful, unquote. Also complained that sending him to the line for only five free throws was, quote, very disrespectful, unquote. Well, man, do you ever wonder about George's sense of self? <laughs> Sometimes, Tony. He's a great player, but I hear you. And by the way, the Clippers were better last night. They could have won that game. They would have beat 25 out of the 30 teams in the league last night. They couldn't beat Denver in Denver. They're getting better. They're going to be all right. 
Quick to the big finish. Lakers make 22 threes and a win over the Grizzlies. Are you impressed? No. Uh, tonight, if they do this or something similar or simply beat Sacramento across the street, that'll be impressive. Baltimore's Brandon Hyde, Miami Skip Schumacher, our baseball's manager of the year, managers of the year. You okay with that? Absolutely, particularly Hyde. NFL Network reports your boy Justin Fields should be back at quarterback for the Bears against the Lions. Excited? Yes. The only chance we have for beating the Lions is if Justin Fields is healthier or close to it and out there doing his thing. Yes, I'm excited. Sidney Crosby had a hat trick as the Penguins beat the Blue Jackets for Pittsburgh's fifth win in a row. Is that significant? 16th overall hat trick, and he's now tied with Gila Floor with 560 Man, goals. That's a lot of last goals. Last one, Celtics at Sixers tonight. Who got in that game? Sixers lost last night at home tonight, though, in a back-to-back. I'm going to take the Sixers to reclaim first place, beat Boston tonight. Why does Boston play at Philly every time they play? We're out of time. Trying to do better the next time. I'm Tony Kornheiser. I'm Mike Wilbon. Same time tomorrow, Knucklehead. You can get the podcast on the app or Apple podcast. Tyrese Maxey, Tony. Watch Tyrese. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus, electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S dot com.